Good morning, everyone. Happy Easter. Our help is in the name of the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, peace be with you. My peace I give to you. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. The peace of Christ be with you. Let us stand and share a sign of the peace of Christ with each other. Let's call our time together uh, to worship with the words... Of scripture. Alleluia. Christ the Lord is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Come, let us worship the risen Lord. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, we propose to celebrate together with the help of God the sacrament of the Lord's Supper this Easter day. We come to the table to commune with our Lord. We come in awe and reverence, for the place where we stand is holy ground. Here the Lord offers us the manna of life. If we are to experience this celebration with our Lord and be nourished by the Spirit, let us examine ourselves first, then eat the bread and drink from the cup, For the benefit is great if with penitent hearts and living faith we receive the Lord's Supper. Let us acknowledge our sin before our merciful God with full intention of amending our lives. Let us make restitution for all injuries and wrongs done to others. Let us forgive those who have offended us as we ourselves have been forgiven. All children of the covenant, be reconciled with one another and then come joyfully to the banquet, so that you may experience assurance of God's pardon and strengthening of your faith. Together, let us pray. Almighty God, you have raised Jesus from the grave and crowned him Lord of all. We confess that we have not bowed before him or acknowledged his rule in our lives. We have gone along with the way of the world and failed to give him glory. 
Forgive us and raise us from sin, that we may be your faithful people, obeying the commands of our Lord Jesus Christ, who rules the world and is head of the Church, his body. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. For since death came through a human being, the resurrection of the dead has also come through a human being. For as all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Thanks be to God. Please join me in your bulletin for our call to faithful living, which is the recitation of the law of God, the Ten Commandments. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol. You shall not make. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not testify falsely against your neighbor. You shall not covet anything that belongs to your neighbor. The word of the Lord. As we come to the word of God, let us pray. Lift up your hearts. Let us lift them to the Lord our God. God of life, your spirit raised Jesus from the dead. Your spirit inspired the prophets and writers of scripture. Your spirit draws us to Christ and helps us to acknowledge him as Lord. We ask that you will send your spirit now to give us deeper insight, encouragement, faith, and hope through the proclamation of the Easter gospel. Amen. The first lesson comes to us from the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 25. In this passage, God promises to swallow up death and to wipe away tears. Hear now the word of God. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is your God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second lesson comes to us from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 20, and is the 
events of the first Easter morning. Hear now the gospel of Christ. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and saw, she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Everybody likes a good victory. It's what makes Super Bowls exciting. It's what makes, what makes any athletic event exciting. And of course, in any event that is, involves competition and winning, there's always the thrill of the last-minute basket or score that changes the outcome of the game. And we can get wrapped up into that, and it, what, it is what makes watching so much excitement for us. I can remember the first time that my wife chose to read through uh, C.S. Lewis's The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. If you've ever read that or heard it read to your children, there's the story of Aslan the lion. And he goes, he is killed on the high altar by the wicked witch. And everyone leaves the high altar believing that it's, the story is all over. It's done. All of their hopes are dashed. They will never be free of the curse of winter. 
all the time. And then something happens. I can remember the looks on my children's face the first time they heard that story. There were no tears, but it was very quiet, very solemn. And then you get to the place in the story where the table begins to quake. It cracks, and the lion rises and is gone. And the children come back and see that the table is empty. It's broken. There is no longer any death to be seen. And when Aslan appears to the children, they ask, how can this be? And Aslan's favorite, my favorite line in the whole book, the witch's magic was undone by a deeper magic still. You and I live every day believing and knowing the reality of sin. I don't think any preacher today needs to talk about what sin looks like. We all live with it. We all know its implications for our lives. We know that we screw up every day, that our lives involve brokenness. It involves embarrassment. It involves shame. It involves guilt. It involves regret. All of those things that can weigh down and darken and cloud over what we hope would be a better life. Easter is the final blow to that cloud. The minute you find yourself completely committed to the fact that it will never be anything different, when so all of a sudden down deep inside you believe that it can never, ever, ever get any better, It's just going to get worse. When your dream is shattered, when your heart is broken, when your hopes are dashed, when you're quite aware that everything is really, really fouled up. In the midst of those moments, the words of Easter need to ring clear. He is risen, and with him there is victory over death and darkness and despair and discouragement. This past week, I was preparing for a funeral coming up this week and came across a comment by a commentator in a news article about Easter. It's a very interesting comment in which the author basically talked about the various ways people understand resurrection and emphasized that at funerals, many times we talk about people being with the Lord, but don't emphasize the reality of the resurrection And it became a convicting thought for me, and so I thought perhaps I would share it with you as well. You see, resurrection hope 
does not have to do with the cycle of nature, with the fulfilling of the winter, uh, nourishment of the seeds that brings forth new flowers and buds on the tree. Resurrection is not about that kind of new life in Mother Nature. Resurrection hope, resurrection faith, is not about somehow spiritualizing the nature, such that like a good book with a great ending after you get a surprise, that somehow or other it makes you feel good. That's not what resurrection is all about. Resurrection hope and faith The victory that Christ has accomplished by dying and rising from the dead is a real truth that says that you and I, when we are believers in Christ, will rise again. In truth, all will rise again. And that our relationship to Christ will determine where that eternity is spent how it will be spent, where it will be spent, with whom. The resurrection hope that we have as Christians is not some ethereal spirituality that says somehow or other things will get better, or political optimism that says some new ruler will make it all work out in the end. It has nothing to do with any of the ways that we kind of hype ourselves up when we need something to give us energy again. Resurrection hope is the truth that says that after we die, that is not the end. It is the beginning of a new life, a new way of living, so new that Mary did not even recognize Jesus. And she had spent three years traipsing all over the Holy Land with him. Why? Because his new spiritual body was different. It enabled him to be and to do differently. It was a physical body. She could see it. It ate, and later on it drinks and eats and talks and fellowships. But it also was able to pass through doors and walls, to be seen and to disappear. It's a whole new way of being. But you will be. The guarantee of resurrection hope is that there is more to life than this 365, 24-7 kind of life. That your life is forever. And the decision of every Easter for us is how will we invest it? How will we live it? What will we do with it? Where will we spend this eternal life, this everlasting life that God has given us? Hopefully it will be found in the service of God, in the love of your family, in the love of your spouse, in the service of the poor and the oppressed, in the service of God's kingdom, wherever it manifests itself. Each day, every moment. As we come to the table this morning and remember Jesus' death, it is a pointer always 
to the hope of the Easter message, that death is not the end, but the beginning, the beginning of new life, a new way of being, a new way of seeing, a new way of knowing what is important, what is significant, and what is good. Let's pray. Victory over death and sin gives to us every hope that we too will understand and know the power of new life over our own brokenness. May that grace instill in each of us each day the ability to face whatever trial, temptation, or trouble, whatever suffering, sickness, and be able to face it knowing that you are alive, that you are with us, and that you accompany us, and will do so throughout all eternity. For your namesake. Amen. Together, confessing, we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. The gift that God has given us in Christ is the gift of eternal life. And ours is to, to serve and to give back that life to each other and to the larger world. And for that purpose, we take offering each Sunday morning for the purpose of supporting and sustaining the work of God in this community and around the world. What God has so freely given, let us freely return in our tithes and offerings and gifts. Thank you.
God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God on creatures here below. Praise God above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Supper, which we are about to celebrate, is a feast of remembrance, of communion, and of hope. We come in remembrance that our Lord Jesus Christ was sent of the Father into the world to assume our flesh and blood and to fulfill for us all obedience to the divine law, even to the bitter and shameful death of the cross. By his death, resurrection, and ascension, he established a new and eternal covenant of grace and reconciliation that we might be accepted of God and never be forsaken by him. We come to have communion with this same Christ who has promised to be with us always, even to the end of the world. In the breaking of the bread, he makes known to us the true heavenly bread that strengthens us unto life eternal. In the cup of blessing, he comes to us as a vine in whom we must abide if we are to bear fruit. We come in hope, believing that this bread and this cup are a pledge and foretaste of the feast of love of which we shall partake when his kingdom has fully come, when with unveiled face we shall behold made unto his, in his glory. Since by his death, resurrection, and ascension, Christ has obtained for us the life-giving spirit who unites us all in one body, so are we to receive this supper in true love mindful of the communion of saints. All those are, who are baptized into Christ and who confess Jesus Christ as Lord are welcome at this table. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Come, for all is now ready. Let us pray. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. To give our thanks and praise. Holy and right it is in our joyful duty to give thanks to you at all times and in all places, O Lord, our Creator, almighty and everlasting God. You created heaven with all its hosts and the earth with all its plenty. You have given us life and being and preserve us by your providence. But you have shown us the fullness of your love in sending into the world your Son, Jesus Christ, the eternal Word, made flesh for us and for our salvation. We give you thanks for Jesus Christ, our Lord, who by his glorious resurrection overcame the power of sin and gave us new life. With your whole church on earth and with all the company of heaven, we worship and adore your glorious name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, 
Lord, full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna in the highest. Most righteous God, we remember in this supper the perfect sacrifice offered once on the cross by our Lord Jesus Christ for the sin of the whole world. In the joy of his resurrection and in expectation of his coming again, we offer ourselves to you as holy and living sacrifices. Together we proclaim the mystery of the faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Send your Holy Spirit upon us, we pray, that the bread which we break and the cup which we bless may be to us the communion of the body and blood of Christ. Grant that being joined together in him, we may attain to the unity of the faith and grow up in all things into Christ our Lord. And as this grain has been gathered from many fields into one loaf, and these grapes from many hills into one cup, grant, O Lord, that your whole church may soon be gathered from the ends of the earth into your kingdom. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus gave thanks, took bread, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. As often as you eat of it, remember me. In like manner, he took the cup and said to his disciples, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. As often as you drink it, remember me until I come again. The bread which we bless is the communion of the body of Christ. Take and eat it unto the salvation of your soul. The cup of blessing which we bless is the communion of the blood of Christ. Take and drink it unto the salvation of your soul. Please join me in the thanksgiving after communion, which is found inside the rear cover of your green hymnal. Brothers and sisters, since the Lord has now fed us at his table, let us praise God's holy name with heartfelt thanksgiving. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our sins. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, the far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. Who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, and will also give us all things with him. Therefore shall my mouth and heart show forth the praise of the Lord from this time forth forevermore. Amen. Let us go to prayer, and as I raise each petition, please join me in the response, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, in your great grace and love towards us in Jesus Christ, 
raising him and us from death into life. We rejoice this day. We rejoice in the great joy that is ours to celebrate, to enjoy the fellowship of each other, our families and friends, and to find ourselves once again in your holy place of reunion and fellowship. We ask, Lord God, your blessing upon us and hear from us and from our hearts and minds the desires that we bring to you as your people. For our nation and all of its leaders at every level of government, we ask for wisdom, discernment. Such a justice and mercy shall flow for all within our society. For our world in crisis at every moment and every day in so many different places, we ask, Lord God, that in our lifetime we find a way to bring peace bring contentment to the hearts and minds of all human beings, to make them fruitful and to enjoy. Lord, in your mercy, for your church and for all who serve you here and abroad, for your church in every nation around the world, for your churches locally, we pray for those who minister to the Indonesian immigrants in Highland Park this morning, for those who are sanctuaried in their building for all those who are affected by the rules and laws of immigration in our country. We ask, Lord God, that as our testimony is raised to your grace and mercy to us, we ask, O Lord, in your mercy, for this day and for all that it offers to us in joy and celebration, for the beauty of it, for the excitement of it, for the sheer pleasure of being in your presence, Lord, in your mercy. Our thanks we give to you. Our thanks that Jesus Christ, when with us, taught us to pray, boldly saying, Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom the power, and the glory forever. Amen. This time I'd like to invite everyone to stand and sing Lift High the Cross, the words projected on the front wall. And as we sing, to come forward from your pews, take a flower from the bowl, and place it on the cross that we will display in the front of the church at the conclusion of our worship to declare to the world that Christ indeed is risen. Let's stand to sing. bulletin this morning was a white sheet, half sheet, that was a ballad of names for naming the thrift shop. You are given the privilege of choosing a name from that list and submitting it, and the majority of the votes for any given name will be the new name of the thrift shop that will open on the 20 and 21st of April. Okay? Uh, if you uh, have not submitted your form, there's a basket up here. And there's also a basket on the way uh, out over into the parlor uh, for you to deposit your ballots. Right? For those of you who knew him, Mr. Thomas Phillips passed into glory this past week. And his funeral will be celebrated this coming Thursday at 10 a.m. at the Gleason Funeral Home.
Viewing will be at the funeral home on Wednesday from 2 to 4 and 7 to 9. And you are welcome to come and give your uh, sympathies to the family at that time. Are there any other announcements that need to be made for this coming week that have not been found in the bulletin or made? If not, then, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now until Christ returns in glory and then forever. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Happy Easter, everyone.